this time on Matters. I got a new car. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, my God. Oh, Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Midwestern nice. There it is. Facebook Marketplace. All this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to them. I'm Matt Noss. Across from me is Matt Rose. How you doing, Matty? Woo! Yeah, man. Uh, you can hear it in my voice. I am going through puberty. Uh, I lost my voice on Saturday, and I am slowly, slowly getting it back. Drinking a little hot toddy to, to nurse it through this episode, because we are super excited. We have a guest with us that neither Matt nor myself know. Uh, she is the winner of the Snow Day contest where you could be a guest on Matters. She is also the winner of the Two Nice Award. Please give a warm <laughs> Matters welcome to Leah Gibbard. Thank you. We need an applause track because it just... Would, well, we can always just put one in. Leah, welcome to the show. We are so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We love it. Um... We're going to start right at the beginning. When you entered this contest, <laughs> were you like, I'm doing this to be a guest on Matters? <laughs> Please lie to us. Um, no, I was really excited about, I wasn't sure which podcast I would be on, you know, because I um, also had listened to a little bit of Transmissions from the Dark Side. Yes. So I wasn't sure exactly if I got to choose. I didn't want to, like, get too excited about one or the other. And then when I found out, I was I was really excited about guest starring on guest starring like, guest. like i'm a star but yeah you are the started you're the, you're the big star today uh last week uh or two weeks ago on the show we had my brother and we told a story about this tape from like the early 80s um zoom it was a birthday tape like i don't know if you ever got this but like when we were i'm 40 just for context so when i was about seven years old they had golden books LP is like a little 45 and it would be personalized for you and they you'd put it on and it'd be like hey Matthew it's your birthday uh and we found a tape and it was called Zoom's Cosmic Birthday and it was so bad <laughs> but like but it's little kid good yeah like yeah. if you heard it as a little kid you would be like this is the best song that's ever been written. Oh my god! Right, and so you would play, you would play it until, until it was so warped. That, like I can just imagine um, his brother's uh, girlfriend when we were in high school had it from when she was a little kid, and I don't even remember how we ended up putting it in the tape player because. Well, I was in the backseat of my brother's VW Fox, and he had a garbage bag full of belongings next to him, and I can't leave well enough alone, When I so I started rummaging through it, and I found this tape, and I was like, Maddie, put this in. And oh I, I don't know how we both didn't die from lack of oxygen. We were laughing so hard. But and one of the lines is, you're the big, big star, star today. <laughs> Um, and I can just imagine her parents immediately <laughs> regretting the decision to buy this once they heard it. Because like they see it and like, oh hey, Zoom's space. 
oh, command yeah. or whatever. No problem. I'm living in dread of whatever my child finds. That I re- well, did you ever have something that you were like, you loved, but you found out later your parents were like, if you played that one more time, it would, <laughs> this it would have turned into a real. Um, uh, you know, I I think like I can't think of anything similar to that. I did have um, you know, a diary that I feel like when I used to write in when I was younger, and I'd read it like a few years later, I was embarrassed. That that's why I don't write oh. anymore because I'm like my. In five years, I'm going to judge myself. And <laughs> I know how that goes. Do you know what my sister's was? What? Disco Duck. Disco Duck. <laughs> no joke. Rick Dees's yep. Disco Duck. Disco Duck. Mine was It's a Small World. We had the we had a big oh LP. And oh, it was, my gosh. It was like the ride on tape. It was like the Disney World ride on tape. So, like, it would go through, and it's like... Have you ever been on the small world ride? Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a nightmare because it starts and it's like it's already it's a small world. And then they're like, we're going to Asia. And then it's just like textbook racist Asian sounds. (laughs) And then like, ah, it's a small. And now we're in now we're in um, Africa. Do, 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 do. It's a small world every day we played this and then all of a sudden it was like where did it's a small world go Go. i was like i don't know (laughs) you know i can't think of anything that i used to listen to except for the chipmunks album like i had a lot of (laughs) you know the popular songs back then that the chipmunks then you know redid that probably drove my parents crazy i think were you a fan of the chipettes as well or i've never heard of the chipettes they were the the female they were the female chipmunks how you told the I difference between the two? <laughs> don't know. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> there was Alvin, Simon, mm-hmm. Theodore. Theodore. Yeah. But then the Chipettes had a, a Simon, a Theodore, and an Alvin. So same color scheme and everything. So it was really easy for kids. Was to be it like, something really oh stupid God. like Alvina, Theodora, and <laughs> what was the middle one? Simon, Simone. Simon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it could be a guess. It could have been just that easy, but it was just like. Well, obviously, the blue ones are going to end up together. (laughs) (laughs) They were teaching segregation. That's that's the whole thing. (laughs) I do have to ask you, how long did you journal for? Oh, my gosh. I think just the awkward teenage years, like, um, probably stopped when I was around 13 or so. What made you stop? Just reading the old ones? Yes. <laughs> I still remember. I used to, on vacations especially, and I remember reading one of them, and it was like, we're in a hotel. There's a there's a kitchen with a couch that pulls out into a bed, just describing the hotel. And I was like, who would ever want to read this, and why do I care? <laughs> well, you were just doing the old-timey Twitter feed. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now I can't even get on board with Twitter. It's just too too many social media uh, you know, to keep track of. There's there's a lot. There's too much. <laughs> Do you have one that you like? I like Instagram because I'm not good at crafting content. So I, I like taking pictures and posting pictures and that's it. <laughs> it all feels like so much work. Yeah. It, it is. is. It's, it's 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 and each one is different in its own way. Mm-hmm. Where like I don't really do Instagram very much because the pictures that I take Typically, aren't pictures I think anyone else are going to be interested in. Like, hey, look, my cat is asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm interested in that. No one else. 
Well, that's not true. I don't there's know. probably there's probably a lot of cat people mm-hmm. out there who are like if you put uh, if you put hashtag kitty cat nap, you're gonna get some <laughs> likes. This is this is true. Like this is true. Your like game could be real strong yeah. on Instagram that with is cat true. stuff. I'm cats generous or cat or likes. like just animals. Period. Like I think, God, I think the one of the one of the accounts that I follow is called like Chill Animals or something, <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> you know, it'll be like a dolphin just sitting there. <laughs> okay, great. It's a dolphin or like a cat. Yeah. Just like, are you are you on Facebook? I am. Okay. Have you have you been on Facebook within the last couple of days? Mm, probably not. Have you seen the video of the rat washing itself with soap? Oh my gosh, no, I have not. <laughs> There's a video of a rat like in a shower, and he's honestly scrubbing himself. Oh my and god, it's adorable. <laughs> I do, and I don't know animals. if he's like. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a slow Loris thing where he's like actually in horrific pain, but it's like you know what I mean. Like I, yeah. I found that out later. Like I didn't know that the tickled like slow Loris that's actually painful for. That's him. super oh. painful for him. What is what? You is, ever what? see the slow Loris video where the guy like itches its belly and its hands go up? Um, he, I they took a lot of them down because I actually the slow Loris's defense mechanism is to put him up. He was threatened when when they were tickling him. Um, so they but like people were buying slow lorises like crazy because this video was so cute. Mm. This video of this rat, it's not the cutest video you've ever seen, but it's just like you can it's just a, it's a rat who thinks he's a person. Exactly. No, I totally get it. Like an anthropomorphized rat is like, oh, another day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a living. Um, <laughs> but it, it makes me think that potentially there's some kind of Freaky Friday thing going on here. And like that rat switched places with a human. And like, I'd really love to know what that human is up to. Right? <laughs> He's just like diving into garbage, garbage cans. <laughs> Dad, get out of that dumpster. I can't believe people threw away this food. <laughs> what I'd like to know is how that rat is talking. It's a rat in a human body. I get that, but it doesn't have the construct for language. That's the part that stayed with them. <laughs> they both that's get part to of, keep, that's part of the magic of the they Freaky both get Friday. to keep their language centers. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I live journaled. Oh, so did I. I live journaled in my mid twenties for about a year, but it was like I thought I was going to do it a little bit more seriously. And then I had a whole situation with my dad, which was super emotional. So, like, I posted probably daily for about two and a half weeks. And I kind of got everything out. And I really haven't revisited it. Um, But then one of my coworkers (laughs) found it, like, five years later. Oh, my gosh. And he was like, hey, read your (laughs) live journal. I'm like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Why were you even looking? I know, digging up dirt. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's like, in a job interview, do you ever Google the people that you're either interviewing with or interviewing? Um, I would typically LinkedIn them, but I don't don't like um, looking on Twitter or Facebook or something like that. I know that some companies do. I never liked doing that because that's your personal life and I don't care what you do in your personal life so long as it doesn't affect your work life. And I remember when I was interviewing for my last company, um, 
Well, I can say their name now, CDH. It doesn't matter. Because mm-hmm. um, I think they're a great company. <laughs> <laughs> your um, thoughts are your own. Yeah, my <laughs> thoughts are my own. Um, but I, in the interview, my one coworker was like, so are you the same Matt Rose that podcasts? And I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. yes. Yes, that is me. Um, but I just wasn't expecting that to get brought up it didn't get brought up negatively it was just like so this is something that you do right right yeah it is but you know i i guess i just kind of forget that that's something that can get brought up in an interview that was something i was glad social media never even got brought up in my interview with with my current employer because they were really just interested in like how i am at work and so they were asking me a lot of work-related questions that I thought were appropriate to the situation and not like, so on March 15th of last year, you in said, an episode yeah, of you, Matters. you said, you know, that Trump was an asshole. Explain. Like, do I have to? <laughs> I don't see how that impacts my job. Well, do you want the job? <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> if you'd really like, I can explain. We'll be here for 30 minutes, but <laughs> I'm, I'm always interested in, in that in that aspect of social media because like some people treat it like the journal Mm -hmm. where it is just their thoughts their everyday ramblings where it is like work sucks today i'm unhappy but i'm like no yeah nobody needs to know that i uh, so for (laughs) for a while when i was very unhappy at a former job i would do that now i try to keep things um, non-specific. Yeah. So, like last week, I I I tweeted something, um, just about how surprised I am at seeing how sometimes I see developers lack fundamentals that I would have thought were common throughout the industry, but at every company I've, you know where I've worked, I've seen people who lack these fundamentals and it just blows my mind because, you know, it would be something to me that's as simple as one, two, three, four, five, but I will see one, two, four, five, three, right? Where it's like, ah, that's not it. How are, how are you getting this wrong? And I, you know, it, it just blows my mind. And at, uh, at my last company, I would see, I'd go to a client and I would see something where it's like, how how have you gotten anything done with it set up like this? This makes no sense. Oh well, it's just it's just always worked this way. That's we'll, well, we'll address that, that later. <laughs> has have you had the experience in any work or anything that you've done where like if you how how long have you been in your current position? Um, only. Several months. I started in November at oh, my wow. current Oh, job. wow. Awesome. Yeah. But before that? Before that, I was at a company for just about two years. And then before that, it was four years at my first company out of college. Okay. So that first one, mm-hmm. when you get to year four, yeah. you, I feel like it's just corporate culture. That it just becomes the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, even if there's a better way sitting in front of you. Right. Almost everybody is like, we do it this way. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. our way. 
yeah, the, you the can, dumbest way possible. I think that's why I left because I was like, <laughs> all right, I've tried everything. I've, you know, I switched positions every six months. It's funny when you look oh, wow. at your LinkedIn and mm-hmm. your update, I'm like, oh, there's a trend here. So in about a <laughs> uh, few months, I'm about to leave this job. No. <laughs> so. But there is that, like, when you get into a new role, it's so much easier mm-hmm. to see opportunity right. than it is when you're been when you're established when you've been in there yeah yeah so that was you know i found that at a lot of companies being the person that wants to implement positive change can make you extremely unpopular Mm -hmm. oh yeah even even if it's to make things better for everybody people will see you coming and like duck into the bathroom because they want to avoid you and at my first company out of college, I was there for 11 years, and I tried to get a lot of things changed in the department mm-hmm. because I saw things that weren't being done efficiently. Well, one thing that you kind of forget is that there are artifacts of that inefficiency. They're called people who like fit in between different areas, and, and when you make that more efficient, their job disappears. They will fight you tooth and nail. And it's like, well, let's find a better position for you here because you won't be able to get a job at other companies doing this. Mm-hmm. Right. If if you're in sustain, eventually the problem will get fixed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there was a person that I worked with at this company and she was very adamant that the way she did things was the right way to do it. And then, you know, I tried to explain to her over and over, I can help you do it a different way where you'll actually be able to get a job at other companies. Nope, don't need it. And then eventually things changed. And then it was, I'm not sure how to, um, she would, kind of try to undercut other people who already knew it um and it just it would it would get really weird and like really awkward sometimes it was you know and like you tried to help this person for so long and then once they kind of got forced to do things a particular way then the person got kind of underhanded and it was like dude we were trying to help you this whole time so weird but that's what happens when people get scared yeah yeah and i mean like the thing is we still would have tried to help this person right but they don't think about it like that i you know like yeah there's nothing more dangerous than somebody who's scared yep absolutely it's just it's just the craziest thing which brings me back to your too nice award (laughs) yes because i feel like matt and i both have stories but I want to know why you said, like, some people say that I'm way yeah. too nice. Oh, I, well, I have so many stories. I'm trying to think of which one would probably be most appropriate. But um, tell the in most work, in yeah, my personal <laughs> life, it's, you know, uh, I will probably just go above and beyond to, uh, I'm just very, like, empathetic, where even if you are my least favorite person, I'll be like, 
oh my gosh, you're showing any kind of emotion that your feelings are hurt? Like, let me bake you a cake. And <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I've had uh, where, so one of the stories that I feel like randomly I've told a lot is when I was in college, I was in a long-term relationship that I'm no longer in anymore. He was a wow gamer, like World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. really no, we know what was. Yeah. <laughs> so um, trying to make that relationship work, even though he was, very deep into that game and probably like should have broken up with him a, a long time before that uh <laughs> his only friends from there became like these online gamers that lived in other states so for me to try to like you know uh i guess get into like his hobbies and and try to make this work i planned a trip and we went to bakersfield california and we 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 met up with three of these kids that he used to play uh he used to do oh, raids wow. with at world of warcraft i even played at one point i was playing with him and i i, I forget now what it was but when i used to tell the story i'd be like yeah i leveled up to be like a level you know whatever uh i forget now mage or whatever like and everyone would be like <laughs> oh what like you don't even like playing video games and i'm like yeah i don't know what i, I was doing but uh you were trying to meet him halfway you, yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah so i've just kind of Given people a lot of opportunity and can I and, ask, can I ask yeah. you a question? Did yeah. he ever try to meet you halfway on anything? No, that was that was our demise. The okay. the end of that relationship was okay. Like I can't be the only one doing all this. Work. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I I I kind of knew the answer already. Yeah, but I I just wanted to ask because it seemed like. You're sitting there talking about how oh yeah like I was like a, a level you know thirty mage yeah. and blah blah blah. <laughs> I didn't really hear anything coming out of that of like, and then he joined me in something I liked. It yeah. was like, yeah, I planned a trip, a trip, and we went to California to meet people he was friends with online, and then we went where I wanted to go, <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to wine country. Yeah. Did not, <laughs> no. did not, did not hear that. No, <laughs> there was no trip to Napa after Bakersfield. No. <laughs> no, there was not. Was there a, like an event or a gathering in Bakersfield? No, we literally went there so they could play in the same room the game with each other. So that that's that's what happened there. Um, we ended up getting a really cheap because at the time we were in college, a really cheap motel that uh, our license plate got stolen from the the rental car I had somehow worked out being under 21 and not being able to, you know, uh, get a legit rental right, right. Oh, God. car place. Uh, it was, it was very, I'm like looking back. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> like back at the wow. trip. I'm like, I got a really shady motel, a really shady rental car from somebody who's going to allow me to do that. Underage. Look, if uh, you were to return this car and it was, I don't know, on fire. It's okay. Well, the first day the license plate got stolen, and I called the rental car place, and they were like, "Ah, oh, it's fine. Just keep driving it for you know the rest of the week and bring if it back." If you end up having a body in the car, <laughs> let us know. No we'll questions take care asked. Of it. Yeah. No questions asked. <laughs> That's just another ten dollar deductible. We will call Mister Fox. He will get things taken care of. Yeah, that is crazy because I think I have a tendency to overdo it, like. Mm -hmm. I think that you have a tendency to over apologize. Oh my god! Well, I'm and I and I do too. I actually got yelled at by an ex girlfriend. Now I I want to get the the I want to get feedback from the two of you, being that you're both mm -hmm. Midwestern nice. <laughs> if something really bad happens to someone, do you say, "Oh, I'm sorry"? Yes, yes. you do, right? Yep. Yeah. I got yelled at for saying that because she was like. 
why are you saying sorry? It's not your fault. And I was like, I don't know, because I'm not a monster. Like, what do, you, yeah. right. what do you want me to say? Like, you know, something bad happened. I was sorry to hear it. I wasn't taking responsibility for it, you know, and saying, oh, I'll pay for that or whatever I was just saying. Like, oh, I'm sorry. That sucks. That's yes. a common thing people say. Yeah. Right? That and, like, that and just kidding are like my two probably <laughs> most used phrases because I can't, I'm afraid of hurting people's feelings. So if I want to lay a joke in, I'm like, just kidding. Right after. Not even like a full second after, just like a millisecond. Like, but just kidding. Hope that didn't hurt but your But I'm, he- yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I said it for a reason. Yeah. I'll do, I'll do things like that all the time. Like if I, if I can tell, like it's okay for me to not like someone. But it's not okay for them not to to not like me, and that is like such a character fault of mine. Whereas, like, I don't even think about mm-hmm. most of these people that don't like me ever. But like, I can't know that they don't like me. Right. Then it's just like, oh, here comes here. Well, here comes the pleasure train. Yeah. What do you need <laughs> to turn the corner on me? <laughs> I am That's like. Great. I've never been like, I'm going to make you a cake. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, because I can make people laugh occasionally. And so then it's just like, oh, well, then I, I got to make them smile. I got to make them laugh. I, I, mm-hmm. If I do that, then they'll be fine with me or they'll know that I was just, ah, it's just messing around. <laughs> like one time I met this guy and I didn't even, not that I liked him or didn't like him, but he told me something and I was like, ah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and I said it just like that, and I could tell he was like not ready for that level. And I was like, "Oh, I'm, oh, I'm no, so, no, I'm so. I was just, it's just the thing. I was just messing around." Is there any other prime examples of this? God, I'm trying to think yeah. of examples that I have. Yeah, because I just like I think about some of the bananas things that I've done, where it's like I don't necessarily bake people cakes, <laughs> but like. Someone will say, hey, can you, can you help? Oh, no, I know exactly. I got a great example. <laughs> um, my first girlfriend, she and I met at Western. That's where uh, Matt and I went. Um, <laughs> and she and I uh, dated like the last semester of our first year. And then we dated throughout the summer. And then we broke up. But I had told her I was going to help her move. Oh, gosh. Moving. Yep. It's like one of the worst. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's not like I wasn't going to be going back to Western anyway. Yeah. Um, but I told her and her mom that I was going to help them move. And I told them I was going to help them. So I showed up. man that of my word. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I showed up that day. And like I could just see in her mom's eyes, she was like, "Oh God, Matt, why are you here? Go home. Yeah. <laughs> like don't, you, you don't deserve don't do this. this. Don't you do don't this. deserve this." And so like her mom talked to me the whole way, and like you know, my girlfriend was like taking a nap in the front seat while I sat. I sat in the back of like a U-Haul. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or, yeah, that was that was a great two-hour ride to western 
Yeah, I'm very much the same with keeping a commitment where I'm like, I said I was going to do this. I'm going to do this. Um, I have a friend that does a lot of, so she works for a nonprofit. She works at Gilda's Club actually right now. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, and she used to work at Make-A-Wish. So she's all, she was a volunteer coordinator, always looking for, for help. And so one year I worked the the Wish-A-Mile, the, the bike race that um, is in Brooklyn, Michigan at the like MIS racetrack. Yep. And... I was parking lot like attendant. Like I it's raining, it's like 50 degrees. I'm the whole I think it was a Saturday. So it's like I dedicated my whole day, my you know, one of my only days off and all of my friends are like, "You why?" and I'm like, "Oh, cuz she's my friend." And so I get myself into these situations where someone asks me to do something I've I have trouble saying no. I'm like, "You need me?" All right. <laughs> I have trouble saying no. I have trouble asserting boundaries. Mm-hmm. I've gotten better over it over the years. I, I mean, say so. it, well, you get to a point where it's like there's being nice, there's being friendly, and then there's being taken advantage. Yeah, there's of. being right. a doormat. Yeah, and it's like I can't be a doormat. I can be nice. I can help. And then you learn. I've learned a little bit more of like you think you're helping, but you're not. Mm-hmm. You're enabling. Like I, I have done that. Whereas it's like, oh, I'm not really helping this person this is kind of just this person's mo yep yeah 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 no i i i 100 percent understand yeah. where you're going and, and and it's like but it's hard at first because there is that like i'm a people pleaser i want people to be happy i want them to yeah. be like you're a good guy that's important to me that's mm-hmm. cool work we're, we're cool whatever you need and then it's like oh it, that stuff actually means nothing to you Right, because you're you're in another place where you're going somewhere else. So it's like I've I've learned, but it's tough. I think you like I definitely was raised with the you help people. Yeah, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I've got the the helper genes. You know, like uh, my mom's a nurse and my dad's a fireman. Yeah, like oh, that's wow. what I grew up with. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my dad pulling over on the side of the road to give CPR. My brother also is a uh, is a fireman. Mm-hmm. He told me this story. He was in Macomb, Macomb Township. He sees a fire. My brother's a fireman. He pulls over. He's in shorts, by the way, and uh, <laughs> Tevas and a white T-shirt. Sees the fire. Here's a dog. Oh, Jesus. He kicks open the front door, walks through the house, grabs the dog. By that time, Macomb Fire is there. He gives him the dog. He says, this is where the fire is put out the fire he goes to lunch he comes back they lost the house they didn't put the fire out. oh my gosh my brother finds out it's like the deputy chief of of someplace either in macomb or wherever and he's like thanks for saving my dog <laughs> <laughs> just crazy but like that's kind of what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. But like, that's cool. Not, I walk into all these burning buildings for you. Yeah. For for you give me nothing. Oh wow. My uh, and it, it's it's funny. I was um, I was raised to be helpful like that. Um, my my brother uh served for thirteen years in the army, um, and he's a brave guy, right? Um, part of that time was in Iraq. Part of that time was in Somalia. Like he's, he said bullets whizzing past his head. Right. 
uh, he is a hunterman or a hunterman and a fisher. Um, <laughs> he's a hunter and a fisherman, and uh, he likes to go ice fishing. And this one time, he, I think it was he and my dad, were fishing. Shoot, I think it was, it was up by Algonac, so like on the St. Clair River. And a guy and his son were fishing, and the guy stepped on some thin ice and went in. And he was hanging on for dear life, and his little kid couldn't pull him out. And my brother ran over, like slid on the ice, grabbed him, pulled him out. And my dad was just like, what are you doing? You could get pulled in. And it was like, A, that's not how you raised us. B, like, what was I going to do? Let this kid watch his dad yeah, go under? that's horrible. Um, and so, like, I've I've done stuff like that. I mean, not, like, pulling someone out of a, a, a hole in the water. But and my dad would go, like, what'd you do that for? Like, I wasn't going to watch someone. Mm-hmm. Like, this this one guy, I was filling up um, my car. She's somewhere in Southfield. And this guy was, this idiot was on his phone. And he had the gas um, locked locked and it was an older gas station and they didn't have the, the auto shut off the auto shut off and so gas just started shooting out of his car and this moron still on his phone talking and so i heard the like bump bump and so i saw it and i was like oh shit and so i ran over to his car and like he just sees some guy running at him <laughs> so like he freaked out for a second but I ran over, I grabbed it, and I pulled it out because, like, you know, I've seen YouTube. I know fucking shit goes bad when that happens. Um, and the guy, the guy almost had a heart attack because he just sees this guy running at him full force. And he was just like, oh, I'm about to get jacked. <laughs> and you dukes a hazard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I, I you know, I, I pulled it and I was like, dude, like, the gas... And then he just realizes he's sitting there in a pool of gasoline where he was like, oh, oh, thanks, dude. Like, whatever. <laughs> Gas stations scare me. I won't be on my phone because they say, you know, the like, spark. Don't talk. Yeah, the they spark. Won't. And I'm like, that's going to happen to me. I, uh, I, I just I ground saw. myself like yeah. I touch my car. Oh, yeah. I, I, I ground up. myself, too. But uh, I got it was Mythbusters did a thing mm-hmm. on it where. A phone won't. A phone won't ignite. That's the what gas. people tell me, but I can't like get over it. I'm like, nope. I'm gonna turn my car off. Like people who leave their car you should running. Turn your, you should I'm turn like, your car ah, off. People yeah. who leave their car running are I, maniacs. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I will fill up, and I'll see somebody like smoking a few uh, like pumps down from me, and I'm just like, I gotta leave. I don't care that I'm low on gas. Like I'm leaving. <laughs> Did you get out of here, crazy person? Every, yeah, I just, you know, the movies, especially too, not specifically at a gas station, but they make it look like if your car breaks down, it's going to explode. Like, yeah. I don't know that that really well, happens, but. So uh, apparently something happened this weekend in Oakland County. Um, it was out by Lake Orion, I think, where um, a guy was driving way too fast and his car ended up overturning, going off the road and like into the woods and then catching on fire and oh luckily uh, a deputy came up um within a minute or so but the guy broke his leg inside the car so he couldn't get himself out and you just see the car start to go up and the the deputy ran over and he got him out 
and the guy's like screaming and the, <laughs> the deputy was like all right what well like you're out what's your problem and he was <laughs> like i think i broke my leg and he's like oh okay all right <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i mean that just would have that would have been that'd been pretty scary to break your leg in the car you're upside yeah. down and then like it starts to go up because like car like they showed the car after like it was the, after it, and it yeah it was it literally was just a shell so uh, just to kind of finish out the mid the midwest nice because mm-hmm. i say it all that i'm like i'm midwest nice i can't help myself i <laughs> like I, I i can't help myself but like not that there's an answer but do you feel like you're getting better control of it or is it just and it doesn't come does it always have to come through like shit that guy burned me (laughs) i I know i think i've learned more recently i don't know if it's going through a quarter life crisis but just that i need to channel my nice into the people that i care about because it is a lot of having revelations after the fact of Mm -hmm. like why did i invest so much in that and and i could have put that into the people that you know yeah, mean something yeah, more that, to me. Yeah, that makes sense, and and I I think that that's something that just comes with age, mm-hmm. is realizing that spending that much effort on everybody all the time for no reason is wasted. Exhausting. It, yeah, it's exhausting, and it's wasted when you don't have to be rude to other people, but you also don't have to bend over backward for every single person who comes right. your way when you can focus on doing nice things for your friends and family and people you care about. And then everybody else kind of gets the leftovers. Yeah. Well, like I, I didn't grow up with no being an answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, but Jesus. A, and I as did. A, and <laughs> as a, no, well, I mean for my parents, no could be an answer, mm-hmm. but like if it was like, can you help? No, it wasn't an answer. It was like yeah, well, yeah. but even it was, if we said no, we weren't given the option, <laughs> right? Right. But like, what they were really saying is like, you're part of this family, so when we need you to help, we need you to help. That's what they were trying to say. What yeah. I was understanding was, oh, you don't turn down anybody who needs help. Mm-hmm. That's what I was understanding, and it's like it took a long time to be like, oh no, that's not. That's not healthy to turn not yeah. turn down anybody who needs help. I mean, I'd be broke. But I mean, I think that's other the other thing is like you and I know Matt and I were pretty quiet kids. Yeah. Like we were a little bit more sensitive isn't the right word, but like more introspective. Like I I know that Matt could Oh god. I don't know. How else, I mean, like we weren't the kids running around with our heads cut off. And right. like knocking stuff over and being like, "This is mine," and like, that was that we, was never me. No, I was always much more like, "I'm gonna see let's, what ha- sh- let's share." I'm gonna <laughs> see what happens, and then you're gonna get tired, and I'm gonna get what I want. Like that's yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get tired. I'm gonna get with my what I want is almost my life's motto. Yeah. <laughs> <So funny. laughs> now I. I did like two seconds because when uh, you messaged me, I went to your Facebook page and I saw mm-hmm. that you did some aerial stuff. Yes. There's um, a place in Ferndale actually that I started going to um, and doing the aerial silk. So That seems so hard to me. <laughs> it is. It's very hard. It's uh, a lot of upper body strength, which I need to work on and um and actually like the thing i was most surprised was my fingers like the grip grip strength yeah Mm. like i 
your fingers get sore. And I'm like, I've never had yeah. my fingers get sore before. Oh my God. Yeah. How long have you been doing it? Uh, I actually started January of last year. So just about a year now. Hmm. Um, it was kind of new, a new year's resolution last year of just trying something new. So, um, yeah, it, it w- it's like challenging. It's fun. Um, it's different though in that like I don't like to quit things, but I'm like, so how do I like prove that I'm doing this? Like, is there a show? Do I perform? Like, cause right. I kind of just have been taking <laughs> these classes. Um, but it's, it's really difficult. I thought like, um, six months, like I'll do a show and I'm like, no, I can't for five minutes stay up there. Like I need to build my strength up to be, you know, right now the classes you kind of rotate through people and <laughs> you do a couple climbs on, on the silk and you're like, all right, my arms are shot. I can't do anymore. <laughs> like my forearms are built burning or my God. Yeah. So it's, I, I mean, I was always, um, like in some sort of sport or in band, like growing up and I, I like did softball and, and, um, like high school and I, this is like one of the things that was really challenging for me that I didn't like pick it up quick. I was like, I'm not graceful. I'm not like, <laughs> I don't know. It's different. So. Yeah. Cause I've watched very minimal aerialists, but they, Oh, it's always amazing. Mm-hmm. Like when they, they lower the silk and they just cling on to it. Yeah. And then they're 30 feet in the air and I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> no. It's so interesting because I'm afraid of heights typically, but I'm mm-hmm. fine when I'm there. It's I'm more afraid of being at the top of like one of those water slides at Cedar Point where <laughs> I'm like, I could fall off of this. But with the silk, I had. So like, don't take Leah to Soak City yeah, is what no. she's saying. <laughs> yeah. I think there's this false sense of security of like, I'm holding myself up. I'm in control of this. Whereas like, I don't know, other situations. I don't. So what's like the way. coolest thing that you've done? With the silks. With the silks. Um, I mean, so they have like uh, inverts, what they call whenever you go upside down. And that I think is when I feel like the coolest. I'm like, I'm upside down on the silks where, you know, <laughs> I haven't done any drops. That's like the next yeah, step. The, is, the drop is, the, is the thing that always <laughs> freaks me out because at a Christmas party a couple of years ago for uh, one of my previous companies, they had aerialists mm-hmm. at the party. And they would just be like going up, going down. And the one like did this really rapid descent where I was like, "Oh, someone call the." Yeah. Uh, can someone get me a beer? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is. I don't think I have that much grace. Like, part of me really wants to learn how to dance. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. I think I think that you would be fine. You, I, I I think that you have this idea in your head oh. that you're clumsy, and I don't think you're clumsy. In, in my head. I'm a f- I'm a big box with legs. Yeah. <laughs> like just, duh, 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 just That's how <laughs> I feel about dancing too. I'm not good at dancing. But like there's a part of me that's just like Yeah. But in me, there's somebody that Fred Astaire right. knows. You have this like <laughs> desire to learn and just prove that you could could do it, I think. Yeah. I just It's funny that you say like you you wanted to challenge yourself. Mhm. Because like when people ask me like why I start improvising, I'm always like I don't know. Like I was just like somebody who well, I mean, man knows me forever, and people are always like you're very funny, you're very funny, which is very nice. But it was never like I'm gonna go do stand up. It was never like I wanted to do that. But like Second City seemed like something I could do, and I was kind of scared of. 
I want to cut him off yeah. real quick and tell you that he won second place in the high school talent show doing stand-up. Doing stand-up? Doing uh, stand-up. impressive. It was pretty hack shit. I mean, it was all stolen bits. But it, but I did dance at the end, which was a big <laughs> win. I don't, I don't remember you dancing at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I danced at the end. And, and I just I just want to point out that your that your jokes weren't all stolen, not all of them. <laughs> but I had that you know, uh, guys that go to the gym uh, always want to flex their muscles, so they're like, "Do you want to know the time?" <laughs> yeah, this was right. this was ninety five, so that was fresh. Okay. That, was, that was yeah. That or no, was, that would have that might have been ninety five. No, it was 95. 95? Okay. Right. It was 95. I mean, like, that was the hot stuff in 95. That was almost like, there's a lot of ways that you can say, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just impressed that you you knew what, you know, then that that was something you were interested in. Because that's something yeah. that, like, when I say I want to try something new to challenge myself, it's I just keep thinking I'm trying to figure out what it is that I want to focus my energy into. Like, I don't, I still feel like I haven't quite found it. <laughs> You haven't found the thing that no. you're like, this is what grabbed me? Yeah. I kind of go through like phases where I'm like, I'm going to focus on this for a year and then I'm going to focus on this and this is going to be my new thing. <laughs> so Okay. Now I need to know, yeah. like, what are some of these things? Well, I mean, this year I've like, I think I told you before we started that I just started taking an intro one improv class and that yes. is yep, very yep. much something that's outside of my comfort zone. So, right. I think um, that's outside of 99.9% yeah. of the population's comfort zone, but yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Um, the aerialist thing. Yeah. I, um, I like graphic design that's originally what i went to college for so part of me is like i'm gonna start my own like paper goods uh where i design invitation suites and i'm gonna focus on that and i'm gonna be a creative entrepreneur um and then i also like on the side of my job i i um do event coordination for a wedding planning company so it's like all right now i'm gonna be a wedding planner like i just have all these different um you got a lot of pots cooking yeah so, um, and meanwhile, I'm, you know, my nine to five, I'm in marketing and I kind of just like ended up there where I went to college and I was like, you know, I'm just going to get a degree and see what's out there when I graduate. <laughs> like that was my strategy was, I, it wasn't like a, I went through, I want to be an interior designer. No, I want to be a nurse. I originally, my first I thought I was going to be a nurse. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. And then I realized I can't even watch my own blood be drawn. That was my realization was when I went to go visit my dad in the hospital, and I was like, I hate hospitals. I like am gonna faint at the sight of blood. I should yep. not be a nurse. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> Hey everybody, it is Matt here. We had such a great time talking to Leah that we actually split this into two episodes. So you can look forward to the conclusion of our talk with Leah next week. Once again, we are Matters Pod on Twitter and Facebook, and we'll see you next time. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. <laughs> it was a good try. It was, it was a, a solid try. try.